Hello everybody and thanks for tuning in to the Dysregulated Podcast. Today being a very special day, World Mental Health Day. So I've gone through the archives and I found a presentation I gave two years ago at a town hall event in Kiama on the south coast of New South Wales. That is a community doing great things in the mental health space and it's great to see and I was honoured to present to the community that day. So I hope you enjoy and feel free to like, subscribe, share, all that sort of stuff. That would be awesome. And if you'd like me to cover any topics on the podcast, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at elliot.t.waters. Happy listening and happy World Mental Health Day. Hello, everyone. How are we? Um, Who likes public speaking here? Hands up. Real confident. Come on. All right, all the ones that love it are obviously at home watching on on their computers. That's good. Well, my hand is not shooting up because I can't stand it. It is the worst thing in the world. And that's pretty good. My hand is not shaking that much, so that's good. Um, And there's a few reasons why I don't like public speaking. Um, When I go through my various diagnoses that I have at the moment, um, it might become a bit clearer as to why that might be. But I think the important thing to take on board with that is the fact that I'm still here doing it anyway. So although I really don't like it, you can put your mind to it, you can do anything. And the other thing is, because I like to talk a lot, I'm going to put my stopwatch on so I don't talk the whole time. So, because I'm sure you guys have a lot to say as well. So let me just get that going now. How do you work this thing? Jeez. So I'm from Newcastle, which is the best place in the world I reckon Kiama and the surrounds is probably second, but Newcastle's definitely number one. Um, any Newcastle Knights supporters here? Oh, come on. Yeah, very good. So I don't know if you guys have been following the footy or anything, but the Knights have been pretty woeful for the last 10 years, and I have put a lot of blame on the Knights for my mental state at the moment. Um, but this year was a lot better, so that's good. Um, so I study at Uni a Bachelor of Psychology. Makes sense. Um, and I work at Bunnings, and I'll get onto that a bit later on. I'll explain why Bunnings is important in a minute. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for having me. That's the first thing. Thank you for welcoming me to the community. I did the man walk today, which was amazing. I love those initiatives. To my dismay, Newcastle doesn't have a man walk, which is a disgrace. But I think come tomorrow when I go back there, we're going to have one. Um, so, mental illness diagnosis. This is my favourite part. Who's heard of bipolar? Good, tick, got that. Who's heard of ADHD? Tick, got that. Who's heard of social anxiety disorder? Tick, got that. That's why this is very hard for me. Um, who's heard of borderline personality disorder? Oh, that's pretty good, because that's, that's a doozy. Got that. Who's heard of caffeine abuse disorder? <laughs> it's a real thing, and I've got it in droves. So there you go. I've got that too. So anyway, so I've got a lived experience with a lot of different labels and it's very important to say that they are just labels because people tend to get given these labels and think, right, this is what defines me and it's not. All it is is a framework for recovery and people need to remember that. So all these labels do is say, right, there's research here for this diagnosis, this is the best treatment, we're going to go with this and that might give us some good results. I think that's important to say because a lot of people really get worried about these diagnoses 
And that's why they don't see doctors because they think it's going to turn their lives upside down and that is not true because I've got heaps of them. I've had depression in the past, general anxiety disorder, you name it, I've had it. And that's all they are. They're a framework to recovery. So that's very important. Um, so I know youth mental health is a big thing down here at the moment. It's a big thing everywhere, to be honest. Um, it certainly is in Newcastle as well. I spent some time living in Tamworth. It is there. I've spent some time in the UK. It's massive over there too. So this is a big, big issue in all of our communities. And that's not to diminish the importance of, of what's going on down here, definitely not. But this is definitely a collective um, sort of revolution in some ways that we need to take hold of and try and change things. And I know we can do it. You look at COVID and how everyone's got on, or most people have got on board with that. Um, and there's a very singular focus in trying to defeat the COVID disease. And I really think that that shows that we have the ability to do something similar with mental illness. So that's what I'm hoping will happen eventually. Um, but yes, life is very complex. So when we talk about things at the real extreme of the spectrum of mental illness, people get to that stage, and I've been there a few times, where I've had to ask really difficult questions to myself, whether it's worth going on. Thankfully, the decision was yes, although it was, it's been very close there a few times. The reason is because life is complex. And you mentioned hope before. People lose hope and think, geez, the walls are closing in. There are all these things that I need to fix and I can't. There is no light. There's only one option out of it. And I was very lucky that I've got a great social support network who are able to instill hope in me. Um, but I think it's everybody's responsibility to do just that. And it's not just to the people that you know. I think it is to everybody you meet on the street. We need to assume that there could be something going on behind the face. So why I mentioned Bunnings before, so I work at Bunnings. If anyone goes to Bunnings, Katara, I'll get you a good deal on timber. Um, the reason I mention that, though, is I see a lot of people at work, a lot of people. Now, the statistics say at any given time, one in five people are going through a mental health complaint. One in five. So I look at the room now, that's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I'm one of them, but it's definitely not just me. Um, 99 out of 100 of my customers at Bunnings all appear really happy to me. They all seem really happy, there's nothing wrong. Of course, the one customer that does abuse it, that's the one you always remember, and that's a shame. But most people seem really happy. And the fact of the matter is, they're not. They are not. So the face that you see, when you see the person walking down the street, it could be your family member, it could be your friend, you don't know what's going on behind. All the memories, all the experiences, all the cognitions that are going through their head at any given time. A great example, I was at work and I was having a really bad day, a really bad day. Um, so bad I was even crying at one point. Now look, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bloke, I don't do that rubbish, you know what I mean? But this day I did and I even got caught and luckily I got caught by one of my team members who's actually one of my best friends, so that was good. Later on that same shift, one of the managers came up to me and said, Elliot, we love your positive attitude that you bring to work. You are a pleasure to work with. Keep doing you. We, we vibe off your happiness. And although that's a great compliment, it, I, I sort of chuckled to myself and thought, you have no idea what is going on. And I've always thought about that because you don't know what's going on with other people. 
you're only an expert of your own experiences and own perceptions. And I think people assume that everything's fine. And I think partly it's because there's some truths out there we don't want to confront. But if we don't confront those truths, um, the results can be quite telling. And I'm sure I don't really need to go into detail of what that could be. But I thought that was a very poignant example because I was having one of the, and I still remember it clear as day, one of my worst days, and yet I got told that it was unbelievable. So I think it's a great lesson that we need not to assume that everybody is down in the dumps, but to be mindful that they might be, potentially. So all those customers I see, I try and give them the best customer service I can because I love my job and I try and do the best that I can. But it's also because I feel that we all have a responsibility to do that to each other. And that can be the same for our teens as well. I know when I was going through school, it was quite a difficult time. And my parents had no idea, no idea. And by the time they, f they had an inkling that something was wrong, they were years behind the eight ball, years. The runtime from, say, negative cognitive space or psychological thought processes, process, processes to actual behavioural manifestations that other people notice can be a very, very long time. So that's why I think it's very important we have these conversations with people who may seem like there is nothing wrong. And hopefully there is nothing wrong, and that's great. But there might be. So I think if we really get this dialogue opened and talk to all those around us so that we break down this stigma that it's some big, scary conversation you've got to have, I think that would be a really great thing. Get in there early and we just talk about it really openly. It took a long time with my family to do that, but I'm glad that we have now and things have improved exponentially for me. And as I said before, we are an expert of our own experience and no one else knows us like we do. So we all know if you need help, you should see a doctor or a psychologist or talk to a friend, and that's great. But sometimes the experience isn't in line with what you need, and usually you can sense that. So my advice there is that to keep shopping around and looking for people until you find someone you're comfortable with that can help you. Because this is life. Like this, it doesn't get any bigger than this. So, um, yeah, it's very important that you don't diminish what your perceptions are. Just because someone says, oh, come on, you know, chin up, it's not that bad, that doesn't cut it, I'm afraid. Um, you need to go to someone who will validate your feelings and emotions and perceptions. That is so, so important. But yes, yeah, so I guess the big take home message for me is that I'm hopeful that people in all our communities, this one obviously, but all the other communities as well, as a nation, as a world, that we start this conversation going. And it's not as simple as I'll oh, see a doctor. It is really like, look mate, what's going on? You know, maybe I can't help. I, maybe I can't help, but what I can do is offer support and say, hey, you make the decisions, but I'll be there right behind you. And hopefully, if we all do that, we'll have a great place to live. Thanks, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Cheers.